All right, Fortinball, let's get right to it. How far can you take this mustache? Have you established enough mustache dominance at ESPN to be comfortable with yourself? Has anyone told you that they're physically intimidated by the presence of this incredible caterpillar that is napping <laughs> on your upper lip? It's glorious, Joe. I mean, it's freaking <laughs> glorious. It is nice to see you too, Damon. Thank you so much for the invite to join you on the show. Um, there have been a lot of unintended consequences from this mustache, right? Like I started it last year as a goof. I was on vacation. I didn't shave for two weeks. And when I was shaving the last night, cause Nikki and I were going to go out to dinner and I didn't want her to be further embarrassed by me cause already naturally embarrassed by me. I, I shaved, I was going to shave. And then I got to the mustache, which was the last part. I'm like, I'll leave it. Maybe the kids will get a kick out of it. And then I just ended up keeping it. So in order to keep this from going too long-winded, I tied it to my survivor pick. The mustache stays for as long as my survivor pick is in business. And I promptly took the San Francisco 49ers in week one last year at Chicago, and I promptly got eliminated and had to shave the mustache on national television. So I brought it back this year. Um, we won in week one with the commanders. It wasn't easy. So it stays until the loss. But it does have the benefit of when you're walking around ESPN, like, People know you as the mustache guy. It is yeah. a way of getting your name out there, so to speak. Dominance has been established. There is no doubt about it. So who's the, uh, what's the mustache riding on this week? What's the survivor pick? It hasn't officially been made yet, but it looks like it's going to be the Bills. I know a lot of people are going to be, way too many people are talking about the Houston-Indianapolis game and the Chicago-Tampa Bay game because they figure if they can advance after a week like that, they set themselves up great for down the road. I, I don't want to get fancy. As you already know, I got eliminated in week one last year. I just want to, you know, extend this a little bit. I was originally thinking about the Giants, but they might fall on their face at Arizona. So we're going to go with the Buffalo Bills, it looks like. Uh, I, I like that an awful lot. I like the Bills. What is it, minus eight? Uh, and and they, they just – they can't have another – Josh Allen forgot how to play football game and the Raiders are rolling in with no Jacoby Myers, according to injury report right now, Jimmy, you know, Jimmy doesn't like a third read Joe, <laughs> you know that. So Raiders, that was a nice win in week one at Denver, but they're a the rare team that gets stuck with the back-to-back -back roadie to open the season. Like obviously the Raiders are never in the good graces of the schedule makers or anyone at the league office. The Packers have to go on the road twice to open the season as well. But I think it's a tight spot for them. I think it's a nice little bounce back for Buffalo and they get the job done. I don't know about covering the eight and a half, but they get the job done. That Raider defense looked better than advertised last week. I'm not so sure that's the case. That may have been more a byproduct of Russell Wilson and the Bronco offense. Speaking of opening uh, two in a row on the road, that's exactly the world that the 49ers are living in, Joe. And, and man, it was a, a, a serve notice to the NFL win in Pittsburgh. They can officially hit send on that memo. If they come back home for the Giants on a Thursday night, already two wins in hand, both of them on the road. Uh, 49ers, you know that that is the color we paint in out here in the Bay Area. But, uh, dude, they, I mean, they, they look frosty. They look great. There's the only thing I would focus on from that conversation of what they did was, was how good Purdy looked. We know the defense can play. The defense was fantastic. We know Christian McCaffrey's a star, Brandon, Ayu, all, all that, like none of that is the audience isn't going to hear this and be like, wow, Ford ball really like how Christian McCaffrey played. You know, that, that kid might be onto something. It's Purdy coming back from the injury. It's Purdy coming back from, you know, that small sample size run 
in which people thought maybe it was a fluke. And he goes to Pittsburgh in week one against TJ Watt and a well-coached dealer team. And he just dissects them. Absolutely dissects them. I think if you're a 49er fan, that's what you come away with as the number one storyline. The most exciting part is that your quarterback looked really good. Like right now, the Jets are hoping the number two overall pick can somehow find a way to be a game manager. In San Francisco, it's pick number what? 264 somehow is turning into a star. Great situation to be in right now. For the first time in NFL history, we've got the number one pick in a draft going off against Mr. Irrelevant and two quarterbacks playing against each other. It's so by. Feel free to take that nugget to you at your established mustache dominance network yes. that you are now a star of. And Joe, I, I really mean this. And this is, you know, I'm not telling you this to butter you up in front of the audience. You, you are missed in San Francisco. You were loved out here, man. You really, really were. People miss you. They still want to catch you. I'm going to go ahead and start the crawl. This is don't try not try not to be distracted by this. Joe. Don't read about yourself. <laughs> what is that? This is the Joey courtside Fort and nuts, Joey billions, Joey set break ACE Rothstein crawl. Uh, to establish and reestablish your gambling dominance. Everyone wants to know where they can catch you daily wager. Um, oh, by the way, do you miss your fancy studio? I can't believe ESPN moved out of that studio. Okay, so a lot of things to dissect. Uh, I'm looking at all the AKAs. Joey set break. Let's keep that story between us. That's, that's the... <laughs> That stays amongst you, me, our wives, and like two other people. Right? Yeah, so that, that's and about sixty-five hundred people at the Bill Graham that night. But you know, whatever. Right. Maybe we'll reveal that somewhere down the line on a Fort and Boost Friday. Um, to all the people in the Bay Area, and this is no lie, and I think I may have told you this before, and this will lead into your question about the ESPN studio in Las Vegas. So when we had that studio, it was at the Link, which is right across the street from Caesar's Palace. Great studio. To get up to that studio, you would park at the link and you'd cut across the casino floor and then you take the elevators up. I don't get recognized a lot. If I hang out in a sports book, I, I do to an extent, but I would get recognized every couple weeks walking through there maybe. Every three weeks, someone would just be like, hey, four ball, something like that. They'd stop me to tell me how big of a fan they are. And it'd be like, oh, it's so nice to meet you. And it would take a couple minutes and I would look at him and be like, wait a minute. Do you know me from ESPN or do you know me from, and they all jump in. They're like, Joe Lowe and Dicks. I listen to that show all the time. I love that show. Like nine out of and every 10 recognizable moments are people from the Bay Area who are, down in San, who are down in Las Vegas who remember me from the radio show, which is just incredible. And it's always awesome to talk to these people and to see what they're up to. Coming down, gambling their faces off, having a good time. Do I miss that studio to your other question? Yeah, absolutely. I was in Bristol for a week last week. We relaunched Daily Wager, so it's going to be uh, airing directly from Bristol. I was there for the open of that, open of the uh, radio show, and then I came back, which is now I'm working in the uh, studio here, um, which I'll give you guys, I'll give everyone the tour of the studio. Yeah, give me the Fortin it's studio. It's a little intimidating uh, when you get to this point. I don't know if it's a good view, but here, I'll wow. let you But, like, this is what you're facing as you are dominating the world from home. I got my Trey Anastasio rug down here. Very nice. Uh, additional fish posters that will soon be be hung in the background. Child artwork. Child artwork, lots of child artwork. Lots of child artwork in this day and age. Uh, 
some of the best artwork. Look, not only does it seem like you're about to do a wildly successful show for ESPN, it feels like there are only fans opportunities with that lighting <laughs> setup that you have right there too, Joe. So I wish you the very, very best of luck with, with all your career choices. Uh, let, let, me, let, me, let me end the crawl so we can get back to not the shameless promotion of Daily Wager, but uh, the shameless promotion of now your new radio show. People want to know where they can listen to you. Everybody's got, you know, the Sirius XM and can find you on satellite or can find you on a podcast. Where can Fortinbaugh fans get their Fortinbaugh fix? So on the Pacific Coast time, it'd be 9 a.m. to noon. We're noon Eastern to 3 p.m. It's uh, a little bit of a conflict of interest with me, but I'll forgive you. Feel free to promote. Carlin versus Joe is the name of the show. I'm working with Chris Carlin, who's been in Sports Talk Radio a very long time. He came up as a producer for Mike and the Mad Dog. So there's not a whole lot I'm going to throw his way that he probably hasn't seen before, but it's been fun. It was fun being in the studio the first week doing the show with another human being in the in the same room. You remember those days? Yeah. Like coming in on Fridays to do the show with you was the absolute best. This is great talking like this, but you don't have the verbal cues. You're not right next to each other. Like to get to do that again was was my favorite part. So now we're doing it, you know, remote and it works. Obviously technology has improved, but that that that's how radio's meant to be done. You know, human interaction, people in person sitting and talking together. Is is there a move to Bristol in your future? Look at you trying to break news. So we're not sure. There have been there have been some requests on that front. Um, there have also been some stiff arms on that front because we do like life here. So we're going to see. There's not. If I had a definitive answer, I would absolutely give it to you. As you know, we're not sure. We're really not sure which direction it's going to head as of now. Um, there's pros and cons to both. So we'll we'll get to it at some point and. Uh, I'm, I'm sure it'll be a thrilling result for all of us. Look, the pro would be you're there on campus at the Worldwide Leader. The con would be, unfortunately, that's in the state of Connecticut. I mean, 7% in state income tax there. You have 0% here in Las Vegas. So right off the top, it's like, hey, you know, I'm taking a haircut and I don't have a whole lot of hair left these days. It looks, so but I'll be- tell you what, Joe, it, it looks like you just got tightened up. That looks fresh to me. She went, she went too tight. She, this is too tight and it's too high. This is the, I had to go to the bullpen. My regular girl was on vacation. I go in every two weeks. I'm very regimented. Every four weeks we do the eyebrows. Every two weeks we do the haircut. And I got a backup girl. She's very nice. She, she tried to do a wonderful job. She did not follow any of my instructions. It was the classic. So what do you do for a living? I was like, I'm in TV and radio. And I don't like small talk when I'm getting my hair cut. I don't like right. small talk in general. Like, I'm just, you know, I'm in TV radio. Oh, really? For who? ESPN. Oh, really? So what do you do for them? I work on a couple of TV shows and some radio shows. So, like, what do you do on those shows? I'm, I'm on the shows. That's, oh, my God, you're on TV. So my brother's a college football coach. And, and then it's like, we're off and running. Right. I get the whole family story. The haircut is now fifth on her list of options way too, <laughs> tight, way too high and, and we're out the door we're out the door look there's a reason why you're the second half of the platoon you know i mean we're bringing you in as a backup let's not try to get too familiar with the starting lineup because you're not going to be in it very long yeah but you know look at it this way you didn't have to get your hair cut you could have waited for the ringer to come back i <laughs> yeah, yeah i the thing is now that i'm at working from home I could have gone longer. And I also, you'll notice, I have not shaved today, which normally with Daily Wager coming up, 
I would be shaving every single day, but now I'm letting it go a little bit because you can't notice it as much from the home cameras. So you I'm can't. taking advantage of the liberties. Well, and again, mustachioed dominance means we can't almost, <laughs> we, I almost can't even see your face. I'm just looking at the mustache, Joe. It's, You're not yeah, even it's aggressive. It always um, feels like it gets too long. Like I feel like I need to chop it a little bit shorter, but if you go too short, you know what you're potentially working you, with. And you don't want to find yourself in that conversation. Yeah, volt mein Herr. Anyways, um, uh, you, I, I got to ask you for a play or two, a suggestion or two before we get out. Maybe a little Fortinball parlay. But before, I, I, I have gambling theory always that I like to ask you about. Because oh, things- is this going to be the seven home games? No, 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 no. This is um, some all bets are action forgiveness that was offered by, I saw a few books immediately try to become first to the marketplace saying, so you bet on Aaron Rodgers, you bet on some individual parlays around him or individual prop bets around him. You bet on the jets over under season, whatever. A, A couple of books went out of their way to say, uh, we will refund any and all action on Aaron Rodgers If you made a bet there to me, like, I, I like taking care of people that you want to be repeat customers. But, Joey, this is ingrained in gambling. You know, injuries are part of a game. To me, I, you know, I, I'm I'm never on the side of the casino, except, <laughs> except in this case. Yeah. Like if I were a casino, I wouldn't offer a single element of forgiveness to any bet that you make the minute that game kicks off. If you can run to the window and say, wait a minute, I don't want to make this bet before we kick off. Maybe I'll give you your ticket price back, you know, but once a game's underway, we're, we're playing football and football means injuries. And that's how games get decided. What do you think of gambling forgiveness due to early onset injury? So we've seen, this isn't the first time we've seen this. We've gotten a few of these and it's a, it's a relatively savvy promotional tool, right? Like, you know, in the back end, how much you stand to lose if you give this money back. Right. You also know you're going to get a lot of good PR out of it because you're going to have the Darren Rovells of the world tweeting about it and sending out the message. So it's really not just about doing the nice thing. It's about that money also counting towards your PR and your marketing, which looks really sharp. Where this gets dangerous is the idea that once you do it enough, people now start complaining and want forgiveness on everything. Right. Want an exchange, like, like everything. Like, oh, Pandora's box of gambling etiquette has been ripped open. Right, exactly. So now you have all this complaining with these people who think like, you know, Jalen Milrow didn't play very good for Alabama against Texas. I want my Alabama money back. How come I can't get a <laughs> refund on that? It's like, well, that's not how it works. But ultimately, it's a, it's a slippery slope. I know a lot of guys in the industry are not fond of this at all. They think it's a complete joke. But I can also understand the the PR to it and the angle of, you know, if the consumer's getting his money back, is that that big of a deal? Like, we all like free money here and there. So, I don't know. I'm not up in arms in it like some of the bookmakers are. Uh, but I also do think they're creating a bit of a slippery slope because you have all these complainers that constantly want their money back. Like, you got to learn to lose and you got to learn to bankroll manage more importantly. Uh, speaking of bankroll management, give me a couple of good uh, investment choices as far as your concern as you look ahead at week two. Joe, anything really jump out at you? You've got any flashing neon lights of value that you can't <laughs> wait to talk about? Some of these games, this feels like a harder card. Uh, so I'll give out two in college I like. Florida plus six and a half over Tennessee. 
I think Tennessee's overvalued based on what they did last season. This is their first true road test at the Swamp. It's going to be hostile. I'll take the points with the Gators. I'll also take the 9.5 with Mississippi State over LSU. LSU's defense hasn't necessarily won me over just yet. Road game to Starkville. Mississippi State can score. I think they can keep it within 9.5. So those are two in college I'm looking at. Pro schedule is very interesting. Week two is a unique beast. A lot of times you can look at what happened in week one, just think the opposite, right? There's a lot of overreaction. A lot of false there, positives. Yeah, exactly. There, there was a lot of line movement to Detroit. Detroit beats Kansas City. Seattle looks terrible against the Rams. Now all of a sudden Detroit's a big favorite. I'd look to Seattle in that spot. Chicago looked absolutely miserable against Green Bay. Tampa Bay stuns everybody by beating Minnesota. Now, ten, now Tampa Bay becomes a two and a half point favorite and there's a four point move there. I would look to the Bears. So a lot of what I'm doing, it looks really ugly this week. I like the Bears plus the two and a half. I like the Falcons minus one and a half over the Packers. I like, uh, like I said, Seattle plus the five against Detroit. Tennessee plus three against the Chargers. Will not surprise me at all if the Chargers go to Tennessee and fall on their face. They can score, but their defense stinks. So those are some of the ones that stood out. Um, Like I said, I think some of the pros are going to line up on Arizona. I haven't gotten there just yet. And then, I mean, we're all going to be playing the San Francisco Buffalo six-point teaser. Like, you could move the point spread down six points in each game. So you take the Niners from seven and a half down to one and a half. You take the Bills from eight and a half down to two and a half. You just need to cover those numbers. They both need to hit in order to win. Love those bets. The Niner Bill teaser I'll be heavy on. That's a nice teaser. It would also mean another week of glorious mustachioed uh, Joe Fortenbaugh. So I'll certainly be rooting for that one in my heart. Uh, speaking of my heart, my heart is always inspired by your personal uh, improvement projects. You're a you're a reader. You're a man who's looking to better <laughs> himself. Would you would you like you, you climbed Mount Rainier last year? That was like your goal. You accomplished yeah. it. I I got a lot of respect for that. What is uh, make Fortinbaugh better 2023's project? look like or is there 2024 already being planned 2020 we've already done 2023 that was Rainier that was Rainier okay okay 22 was the marathon in San Diego 23 was Rainier both were successes 24 shockingly I don't have it yet and I'm really upset about that because I knew I was doing Rainier like a month before I even did the marathon so I was a year out on that whole process and the thing is I need to be excited about it and some of the ideas I'm coming up with they're not exciting me they're not thrilling enough. So I don't know. I There's one that's not an, it's not overly challenging from a physical standpoint, but there's a golf complex in Oregon called Bandon Dunes. It's yeah. one of my favorite places on the planet. They do this thing called the summer solstice where you play four courses in one day. So you're up at like 5 a.m. and you play four rounds of golf. Physically, that's not as daunting as the other two, but I don't know. I've always wanted to do it. So I'm looking at it as a bucket list item. I'm kind of digging the mountain climbing. That's the thing. Like after doing one mountain, I'm kind of itching to do more. So it might be another mountain climbing expedition. I don't know. And the man was asked, why did you climb the mountain? And he said to the boy, because it's there. <laughs> because it's there. Joe Fortenbaugh with the inspiration for all of us. Uh, here's here's what I need you to do. Here's, yeah. here's my slice of inspiration. I need you to keep your ear to the grindstone on any fish at the sphere rumors. Yeah. Uh, I've heard New Year's Eve. I don't think they're coming off Madison Square Garden. I've heard that that April there could be an eight-night residency there. I'm I'm gonna need Joey Courtside and the billions 
to assemble to hook that up should it go down. You know me. I don't need to be at all late nights, but I'm going to need a Friday, Saturday, Sunday run incorporated in there. No, of, of, of course. You would think you would think nothing less there. Um, I have a question as to how, how you think this is going to play out because I'm hearing April as well for like an eight-night run. And the way the MSG sphere is built, very difficult for a quick load in, load out, one night performance. Right. It feels like the way this has been designed, anybody who's going to perform there, you too will be first. They're performing, you know, I believe it's late October, early November when it opens before the Formula One race that you have to do four, five, six shows, something like that, a mini residency. Fish is perfect for something like this. But it's, it's an ultra expensive venue for a broke crowd. And I'm wondering, someone's got to compromise here. Either the venue has to realize they can't sell $1,000 tickets or the fans that come in have to realize uh, they, they're coming for an experience that they probably haven't enjoyed before. I don't know. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, how do you think that plays? Because all the wooks are going to be here, but you know how hard it is to be to get into that? Yeah, no, it's going to be tough. You know, I'll tell you what's going to be harder when I turn around to Jillian uh, as I'm still here digging my way out of a layoff saying I got to spend. Well, it's it's a grand a ticket and we're both going. So we're going to drop sixteen thousand dollars on fish over the course of a week, honey. Does that sound good to you? And then all of a sudden she's on the phone with an attorney talking about how really good it sounds to her. So, listen, I think to uh, <laughs> and it sounds wonderful. I know you and I have had this plan for years where we're trying to figure out how we're going to meet the band one day. Um, I'm, I think I've made some potential inroads, possibly. Nice. I, am in a, I am in a fantasy league this year with Chris Corota, the unofficial fifth member of Fish, the, light, the lighting expert. How? There's a group of us. Uh, do you, you remember this because you mocked me for it. Do you remember years ago I was in that, that fantasy draft of Fish songs with a bunch of guys that are like, yeah. And what you took Colonel Forbins or something like your first pick was all kinds of questionable. Be careful with how much criticism you want to lay on the guy you need for these shows in April, right? Like balance yourself, Bruce, have some restraint (laughs) because I can tell you want to just dive in on me. Was punch you in the eye available? Did you, did you overlook punch you in the eye? Regardless, I went with Lushington with the number two pick because it's on the board. I was going for a very rare selection, a very rare selection. Yeah, could have gotten in the third round, but uh, continue. You can debate it all you want, and I and your points are have always been valid on that front. Um, that said, that same group, one of the guys in it, Howard Bender, who's fantastic with fantasy football, uh, he's gotten to know Kuroda a little bit, and Kuroda was saying he wanted to be in a fantasy league. So it was like, let's rally up the degenerates from the sports media space who all love fish and boom, we did one of those drafts where it took like three weeks. You have eight hours per pick. So it took forever to get it done, but we're (laughs) off running. So I'm hoping to make some inroads there. Hoping. And for the 12th consecutive year, soul planet went undrafted. Everyone. There you go. Uh, It was so good to see you, Joe. Again, I have had requests for guests since I've started up over here and nobody's name comes up as frequently as yours does. People love you. We miss you. Uh, Jillian and I miss you and Nikki. We wish you were still right down by the ballpark for doing brunch and champagne toasts and all that stuff we used to do. Uh, Let's get together soon. Let's get the families together soon. Always great to see you, and thanks for stopping on by. I know you're a busy guy having a busy day. Thanks for carving out a little time for me, honey.
Always for you. Now that the season has started, I finally have my schedule figured out for football season. So this can definitely be a more regular thing. I love coming on. I love chatting with you. To all the people who have been supportive of this, thank you. and love you guys. Would love to get back up to the Bay Area soon. Um, oh, actually, that might happen. Devin Haney is apparently going to fight in San Francisco uh, with his next bout coming up at in Chase. a few months. Huh? At Chase, right? Yeah, I think it's going to be a Chase. All right. I'm doing ringside. Tickets, anything else you want me to lay out the red carpet? Maybe we do a little House of Prime if I come in. That's a good pre-fight meal right there. That is. That uh, look at it this way. You get me a date, we'll start setting it up. Joey, always great to see you, pal. Thanks for coming aboard. Right here, right here. Thanks for having me. I love you.